Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to another episode of the Two Average Brand Bros Podcast. I'm your host, Bershank. And yep, that's just it. Um, Andreas is on holidays this week, so it's just going to be me. But don't you worry, we have an amazing episode lined up for y'all. Arjun Kalbergi, who was on a previous episode, is back to back on the episode to talk to us about ChatGPT, AI, technology, and all that fun stuff. But first, you know, how was my week? Well, my week was pretty, pretty, pretty good. Um, last week it did rain for the most part, but then the sun finally came through and finally we're having summer weather. It has been really, uh, not really hot, but pretty hot, pretty nice. I'm loving it. Um, another thing is my brother officially moved in with me for the summer and my parents are also here from Saskatchewan. Yes, they did make that long, long drive from all the way from Regina, Saskatchewan to Ottawa. It took them, I think, over 3,500 kilometers in four days. It was, I think, longer than most people, but they did make a couple stops. Um, Winnipeg, Wawa, London, Barrie, and then Ottawa. But yeah, they're here, so it's super nice having them around, having my brother around. It's a full house right now, and for the next, you know, at least three more weeks, it'll be a full house. Um, already not looking forward to my parents going back, but for now, we're, we're going to enjoy as much family time as we can. So something that I learned this past week was about the coronation of King Charles, as most people around the world probably watched, or if they didn't watch, they probably heard about it, but King Charles did get, you know, finally crowned king in an elaborate coronation ceremony on May 6th. Um, The event took place in Westminster Abbey in London, England, and, you know, there were so many people that wanted to watch whether live in person or on tv so you know a couple things i learned um thanks to cbc.ca apparently there's so many main events that happen during a coronation so number one he'll charles will take part in a procession by horse-drawn carriage from buckingham palace to westminster abbey and then he swears an oath to the people and then the archbishop of canterbury will anoint the king with holy oil and then he'll be clothed in royal regalia and have a crown placed upon his head. And then he'll travel back to the palace in a different carriage. So it's pretty cool. Um, I didn't get to watch it. I did see some of the videos of it, but it's pretty, pretty interesting. Um, and then, so apparently the food is part of the you know main thing of the coronation. And so Charles and his wife queen camilla shared a recipe for a coronation quiche um which that will be part of the menu at the community lunches across the uk during the coronation so if you get to try quiche let us know how it tastes never had quiche actually so maybe i'll look out for it next time i go to a place that has quiche and obviously you know the other cool i mean not cool but interesting thing that i did learn was for Queen Elizabeth II, her coronation, there was over 8,000 people that attended in person. Meanwhile, for Charles, it's way, way less than that. I believe it's like 1,700, I think. So one-fourth um, of the people that attended for Elizabeth will be invited to King Charles, so much smaller. And even the, the carriage that carries Charles will be a more modern carriage compared to the one that Queen Elizabeth that did back in the day. So all around the festivities, you know, whether you believe in the monarchy or you don't, believe in the monarchy it's still pretty interesting it's definitely part of history you know who knows how long the monarchy will remain in power or you know will remain the symbol of power in for the commonwealth but overall still pretty cool to learn about everything so with that let's get right into the meat of today's episode and here's what i talked to about with Arjun. And with me here on this lovely Monday, we have Arjun Kalbergi back on this podcast for the second time. Arjun. Oh, yeah. What's happening, Arjun? Nothing much, dude. It's uh, super duper rainy here in Toronto. This whole week, though, the weekend is, was really rainy. So I'm um, hoping for some sun. But uh, the rain doesn't stop us. We're from Saskatchewan, Brish. We know how to, we, we, we deal with our weather, don't we? We do. Is this whatever it is thrown our way 
we deal with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, even here in Ottawa, it's been super. I think the last week the sun has only come out like a couple of days, but it's been super raining and super wet, which is fine though. I don't know Toronto, but I'm sure Toronto too. But in Ottawa, it's been super like dusty and like you know almost like hazy. Um, so I'm glad it did rain, to be honest. So mm. I'm hoping the weather gets warmer though. Even if it's raining, if it was like 15 degrees, you know, it would just be a little nicer. Absolutely. So, Arjun, I know last time we had you on, we got to, you know, learn about you a little bit more and what you do in your life. And people love that. You know, so many people got back to me and told me how much they loved hearing. Oh, for real? That's awesome. (laughs) Yeah. So it was a good conversation and, you know, we'll always be happy to have you on. And I think it also led you to start your own podcast as well. (laughs) Uh, yeah, it was definitely, um, the other podcast, I'm, I'm doing one with my friend Aditi. Uh, we worked together at our previous company. Uh, I was a product manager. She was a product marketing manager. And so it kind of gave me the confidence to when she said, you want to do this? I said, yeah, I got experience. (laughs) (laughs) Honestly, we love that. We love to hear that because... That's what we're trying to, at the end of the day, that's all we're trying to do, right? Inspire other people to do their own journey, I guess, in whatever it may be. And if, you know, if it's a, starting a podcast, I think that's great because you have so much knowledge to share with all the people that listen to yours. So, you know, we're glad to hear that. Yeah, that's awesome. So if any of y'all are interested in pro- building products, software products and uh, product development roles, uh, give it a listen. PM versus PMM. Uh, on Spotify, Apple Music, or Apple Podcasts, wherever wherever you listen. Exactly. And we'll link it on our Instagram as well when we post this episode. But so this time around, anyway, Arjun, I know, you know, we obviously we talk quite often these days, but I recently told you that I got into, you know, using chat GPT. And I know that's kind of old news for the people in tech. But for someone like me who was not in the tech world too much, you know, I do love technology. I love, but I hadn't really used it until the last little month or so. And I'm I'm in love with it. <laughs> um, That's good. So, so, take me through your schooling and how it's led you to you know learn all this about because you're I know you're big into AI. Like you know I think we talked about it in the last episode we had you on how you know you were the driver of me getting my first Google Nexus or Google <laughs> Samsung phone back in the day. So you've always been that technology guy. So. How's it going for you in your field and do you, what what kind of things do you see in the future? No, it doesn't have to be like, you know, far future, but the near future, I guess. Yeah, well, first, um, let me just talk a little bit about like being in the industry. Um, just, just to refute some of your points, dude, like, yeah, actually, like ChatGPT and all these LLMs, LLM stands for lang- large language model. Like these are really new and open AIs, ChatGPT is really the first big one that um, a lot of the people in tech um, are using and have even heard of. Like actually, it's it was pretty interesting when I was in school, I was looking at AI a lot. But when after I graduated, I, I, I wasn't really too much into it. Um, but then it obviously blew up for the whole world over the last couple months. So yeah, like it's not something that like everybody knew was coming for a long time. It was kind of in the research for a while and OpenAI has been making incredible advancements in the technology and uh, really they're the private company that's been able to like ma- really productize and make the advancements public. Otherwise, everything else has been in academia and not really been uh, um, consumed by anyone, even the people in tech. So it's a very new thing and really uh, interested in engaging to discuss using it, the um, repercussions and consequences for it down the road. Regulation is a huge topic among me and my friends and, um, and just like as a tool and the potential future that it has for us. I think it's like a really exciting thing and uh, I every I think everyone is excited and should be excited and also excited in ways that are not positive but also like weary of like what it can be doing and and how it can be used in the wrong way 
Absolutely. And we always hear about that, right? One classic example is like Black Mirror. Um, I'm sure you've seen it. If not, and our listeners, if you know, no one's seen Black Mirror, it's pretty much about technology in the future that we don't really necessarily see right now. Although a couple episodes, you know, it's very relevant to today's world, but it, it is like shows an example of how technology can be used for good and bad, really. But mm-hmm. I think for me, especially ChatGPT has been a big way I've used it largely for like sending professional emails, which I think I don't know if it's helped me or made me lazier. Um, but like if I want to send a work email and I, I, you know, I don't know how to word it, I'll go on ChatGPT or any of these, you know, AI technological um, tools and it'll help me and make it super nice. And but the thing is, I think it's just a start because I, I found out some of the wording is very still very robotic, for lack of better words. Um, it doesn't sound like a person. Um, mm-hmm. I, I'm sure that'll improve over time as well, right? Well, actually, um, it, it can do it even now, Brish. Uh, there's this thing called prompt engineering, uh, not the Canadian definition of engineering, but like the American version where it's not a whole accredited program. And the idea of prompt engineering is that uh, how to ask LLMs in order to, like how to um, input for LLMs in order to get your desired results. So like if you change the way you prompt, I'm sure you've seen on like TikTok and online, there's all these like posts about, hey, like make sure you, use these techniques in order to ask LLMs questions and that way you'll, you'll get better results. Have you seen those, Brish? No, I haven't. I, I really oh, definitely look it up. There's so much stuff out there and um, it's a skill. I think that's like the main point that I'm trying to get across is, is asking LLMs for information and to do things for you is a skill. The way you get it to come back to you correctly is or in the way that you want is a skill and i think we're seeing a lot of university students because they have the time and they have the use cases right like they're in school and so it's very easy for them to have the need for using llms and so a lot of university students are building that skill right now which is absolutely crazy because even people who graduated just last year are not building that skill and so we're going to see a really very interesting uh, progression between pe- people before LLMs and people after LLMs. And I think for us all who graduated before LLMs, we should definitely improve our skills in using them. Absolutely. Help us, and jobs will require it, you know? Yeah, exactly. And I think, you know, especially because technology has come so much. I know that's very cliche. We've been saying that a lot for the last, I would say, almost 20 years where we say, oh, technology is advancing at such a rapid pace. But I think now it's more than more true than ever, because just how far things like, you know, LLMs and AI have come along and even machine learning. Right. I I wish I got a little bit more into machine learning in university, because I think that's really going to be how the future of the world really is going to work. Uh, yeah, I mean, machine learning is just a tool. Um, technology is progressing faster because of Moore's law. Like, it doubles, which makes sense. You build you build a block, and then you build the block on top of the block, and now you're two blocks tall instead of just one block tall. And if you do that over and over again, you suddenly are, like, millions of blocks tall, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but, but I think machine learning is a tool, and it's a tool used to build other tools. And I think getting really great at understanding how to use those tools is, is a really good thing. So I, I think for you and I, Brish, like, I don't know if machine, like actually using machine learning as a tool is that useful, but we can use the stuff that machine learning builds or that uses machine learning, just like LLMs and stuff like that. And uh, I think we should all practice up and, and build that skill because it'll come in very handy and the generation below us will is going to be very good at it. And so uh, it's kind of the, the get old or keep up kind of thing. Absolutely. So like on in your day-to-day life, you know, when you're working, when you're at school and 
even right now, how do you really use all these great tools that we have? And uh, how do you think our listeners can use it to further their knowledge in, in these fields? Yeah, I actually don't use it enough. I, I don't use it at all. Um, I keep a chat uh, GPT open in a tab, but I really rarely go go to it. And I think that's bad. I, I want to make a better habit of going to it more. I feel like uh, my problem is I don't have enough use cases. Um, if I was in university, there's book reports or lab reports and essays and all types of things in order uh, to, to make and, and be producing content wise. I think um, I would be getting a lot of reps in to practice and, and, and get results from these LLMs. But in my current job, in my current life, I don't really have a lot of that. And, um, and I think I need to solve that problem so that way I can start using ChatGPT more often. So I'm going to put you on the spot. How would you solve that problem going forward then? Um, I think I have to come up with things to, to do, right? So whether that's poetry or I can, I can start trying to write poetry or I can start um, making reviews of movies or whatever I, I want to do. Um, even the podcast, right? Like make a podcast script. Um, um, I can, I just need to um, start producing stuff that I explicitly use ChatGPT for. And then go learn, understand all those skills and techniques to have L the ChatGPT respond to me in the way I want. Because that's the problem I have right now is when I use it, I don't really care about the results it gets gives me back. And I need to get better at prompting it so that it gets me better results. And that way, um, I'll, I'd use it for more things. So, yeah, I think one is finding more things for me to use it on. And the other is getting better at those skills so that it comes back with better results. Absolutely. And I think my follow-up question to that really is, you know, we hear about it all the time, but the ethics, like I was talking to one of my friends because I'm in the middle of writing my, you know, PNG certification, I guess. And I've been procrastinating for almost a year. And every time I come around to it, I'm like, huh, maybe I should work on it. Maybe I should start it. But I just get, you know, discouraged. But then I was asking my friend, is it unethical to use, you know, these chat deep GPT function, like, I guess, tools to write that? And he said, yeah, it might be unethical, but like, really, like, I don't know, there's, there's, there's a fine line between things that you should work on yourself versus using a tool like this. But I don't know, well, like, where do you see as a line? Like, yeah, it's a really interesting question. I think that that using it like we we get to decide right and and really these lom's are magic and so if, if you think of it as magic then you can start thinking where do you want to use magic and where don't you want to use magic right like brish if if you and i both love playing basketball we love the technical details of it we love figuring out how like how to do things and executing we wouldn't use magic to make ourselves better at basketball I mean, maybe like little boosts, but like <laughs> we'd want to like we'd want to play, you know, we wouldn't use magic to make someone else play for us or create <laughs> something to play for us. Right. And so I think the question really becomes our, is like, what are the things you really care about? If, if you really care about your poetry, then you want that to come from your heart, not the LLM. But if you don't give a crap about poetry and you just want to make a poem just uh, for fun, then like, yeah, use magic. Like uh, uh, say a spell to make that poem happen. And I think that's kind of like wh where I think about it. It's, it's really just a piece of magic and you decide on how you want to use that magic and what you want to use that magic for. Do you want it to come from the heart? Well, if you want it to come from the heart, if it's art to you, then you're going to need to do it yourself. Yeah, that makes total sense. I think it's, it is challenging at times, especially when, you know, like you see on the news that ChatGPT wrote like a medical exam or the 
law bar exam or whatever it is. And if it can pass all that, people are questioning themselves and saying, well, hey, why can't I use it for my own purposes as well? And even the, so that universities nowadays, you know, they require apprentice. I was talking to one of my friend's siblings and they're saying, you know, professors are trying to be more strict on that because obviously they want to see original work from the students themselves, yet it's really hard to distinguish if they wrote it or if the AI wrote it for them. Mm -hmm. Um, Like I said, sometimes it is a little bit easier, but even then, like, I think it's going to be something going future. You know, professors have had to adapt a lot towards the technological advances, but now with this going forward, especially when you have the capabilities that chat GPT and other programs like this has, it is mind blowing and it is going to be cool to see how, the rest of the world really catches up to it. Yeah, it's it's going to be really interesting to see how society changes because of it, right? Because intention is what's important behind ChatGPT. Like, for example, I think we come, we're in a very industrialized world right now where we go through school and we're forced to do all this stuff. And I think with ChatGPT, you can't force us anymore. We'll, we do things because we decide it's important. And so I think teachers and professors, instead of teaching us, their job is to sell to us. Why is it important for us to put our energy into it versus um, using ChatGPT and LLMs to do it for us? Does that make sense? Yeah, I think so. And that's the world that I want to see. I, I, I'm not a, um, I'm, I'm optimistic. I see, I'm an optimistic person, you know. Um, I see that, that potential future there's a obviously like a lot of bad sides too i can't refute those as well but to me i really see it as an unlock for us to live the lives that we want to live and be really intentional about where we want to spend our own energy um if we decide that you know oh this this thing doesn't matter to us then we can llm chat gpt it away but if we decide no you know I want to hone my craft and be really good at writing essays, for example, then, then you're going to do that or making music or whatever it is, you know, and, and it's the teacher's job to sell it to us, like why we should be really good. What's the beauty in it? These are all arts and these are crafts of humanity that are like older than time, you know, not literally, but like age old. And so, um, I'm I'm really excited for a future of education where where we are uh, lured and and sold to into doing these arts and crafts because right now like we went through to the same high school brush like school was just something you go through not something you enjoy you know yeah yep I'm excited for that revolution. With that also, I guess the other question is, you know, I guess the biggest question from AI is, are they going to take away jobs from the rest of us? Because, you know, a small example for you is we go to Walmart, you know, for grocery shopping, and it seems like there's 20 self-checkouts and two or three lanes with actually people on it. So that kind of scares me and a lot of scares a lot of people, right? Like if especially jobs that can easily be done by robots, should people be worried in the future or do you think there's going to be better jobs that might be created? Um, and follow up with, with that is, do you think we have the level, level of education to train all these people that really don't know about technology and help them get into that field for the future? Mm. Um, yeah, it's interesting because I think like chat GPT requires no training, right? Just a, It's just a text box. Um, and so I think technology will get easier and easier to use such that like, you won't have to, uh, to get trained, but you're, you're, you, you're talking about specifically about jobs, huh? Yeah. Like AI in general, I guess not just chat GPT, but it just shows the potential of really AI as a whole. And, you know, people do quite often saying they might lose their jobs in the future just because how fast technology has advanced really. Yeah, for sure. Hey, Brish, can I uh, answer this question in a roundabout way? Yeah, can of course. You, uh, like listeners, can can we do a little thought experiment? Let's do it. Okay, imagine 
you live in a world where you live for 500 years and you have the ability to do any magic that you could ever dream of. So you're a magician, uh, like real magic. You could make things out of thin air. You could change the the way the world works, uh, like uh, change. You could produce things out of real air. You could um, transform things. You're a magician, like a real wizard. And you live for 500 years, okay? Mm-hmm. What would you do with your time? Um, like my hobbies, I guess. Things I like, things I enjoy. Not stressful things. <laughs> so you, for you, Brish, I'm assuming it would be travel. Yes, yep. You would use your magic to like... Uh, what about the travel, though? Like you'd use your magic, you'd teleport to somewhere. And then what would you do there? Probably, you know, learn from the local people, eat good food, and just enjoy time seeing the world because it's big. It's a big world. <laughs> yeah, for sure, right? I think I think that's what the future of AI is. It It's magic, and it just unlocks all your time. I, I don't... And I think that one day, and maybe it'll take a long time for our governments and societies and our systems to to evolve to that. But I think one day I could definitely see us with unlimited amount of time for us to do whatever we want to do. I think that's the real future. There's no, there's no jobs, right? If you had magic and lived for 500 years, you wouldn't work. Mm -hmm. There would be no need to, you have everything you need through the magic. And so I, I feel like the process of losing our jobs and and the road to get there is like really crazy but i feel like unlocking the world for us is something that's really exciting and yeah it's going to be really weird and difficult to get there lose people are going to lose their job people are struggling even now right like without losing their jobs there's people are under a lot of financial stress there there's political turmoil there's climate turmoil there's like it's like a really rough time right now for everyone and so but at the same time it's it's inarguably we're in the best period of humanity ever we 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 have so much to our name and uh, the ability to do so much we have the internet and so like yeah i think we'll go through a lot of hardships we'll humanity will adapt on the large scale for the um, for the individual, I think it could be really tough, but but um, and that and that'll suck. It'll it'll really suck for people. Uh, but we'll have to adapt and we'll have to stay strong mentally. Um, and yeah, life life sucks sometimes. I I don't know how to say it any other way. <laughs> Sorry to be so doom and gloomy, but this is like the nature of the whole world, right? This is how the world changes. Yeah, I, I kind of agree with you on that. Like life does eventually find a way and and things evolve, right? Like four or 500 years ago, people probably thought planes and things, you know, in the air, in the sea. I mean, ships were probably a thing back then too, but especially airplanes back in the day, they thought it was magic. And for now... You know, if we look four or five hundred years from now, things are going to change quite drastically. Even I would say, even fifty, a hundred years from now, I think things will be quite different because things are changing all the time. Mm-hmm. But overall, I think it is it, it is a cool thing to learn about because, like I said, there's so many technological advances, especially nowadays, where you don't even need to be where it's happening. You can literally go on YouTube and learn about it, you know, watch videos on it. There's yeah. so many ways to do it rather than back in the day when you had to be there physically. Exactly. It's just the effort that we put in, right? Adapting is really hard. It's a really difficult thing to do. If you're a, a farmer in uh, the Midwest or if you're a, um, a service worker in a big city, like, adapting or even if you're an engineer at a tech company and got laid off aka me (laughs) (laughs) no matter who we are and where we are our world technology advances at such a pace because because of where we are with it 
and Moore's law that we are just going to have to be, do, be doing adaptions after adaptions after adaptions. That's, that's the era that we're born into. And, um, and there's no, there's no nice way to put it. We, that's just how our life is going to be. I was reading uh, Sapiens um, this morning. Have you read that book, Brish? I have it in front of me right now. <laughs> oh, wow. Um, I'm just on like chapter four or something. And they were talking about how wheat um, domesticated us that as a plant, they're a plant and they're used to the plant used to not be really anywhere. And now they're grown all over the place. And so they kind of took over and they used us to take over. And our world didn't get dominated by wheat and other grains just like that. It, it took years and years and years. And at every generation made the decision, hey, we're going to like weed our field um, because we'll have more crops and that'll be better for us. And so each generation made the decision to make their lives a little harder so that they could have a little bit more gain. And that happened over hundreds of years till now where we work super hard and our teeth are crap because we're eating like soft grains all the time. And so that process that took hundreds and hundreds of years to change our diets to eating uh, wheats and, and, uh, and grains is now incredibly fast. We technology changes every five years we're we're in a completely different space and so where our ancestors had to adapt over decades to different ailments and whatever that came the consequences that came to with having grains we have to adapt just really fast yeah and i think that's just with pretty much anything in life really not just you know trying to make it general and so relatable so people can listen or the listeners can relate really but anything in life is you know, change sucks. Change absolutely sucks. But I think it's how we overcome and adapt to change. Are we going to, you know, flow, swim against the flow of the current or swim with the current, right? Yep. And so that's why it's really important to vote. It's really important to learn, stay learning, be a be an active member of society. And uh, like, let's change this together and adapt so that we can all thrive. And the world can thrive too. Don't forget about like all the animals that go extinct at our expense and the, the globe that um, the planet that suffers at our expense, etc. right? Yep, absolutely. And there's so much, and, you know, technology can help in so many ways. Like you said, you know, whether it's the farmers in the Midwest or service work in the big city of Toronto, wherever you are, I think there's, it can help pretty much anyone and yeah people might be scared because uh, it's a big unknown right like people are always scared of the unknown but i think just with how many people are working on it and all the different inputs and perspective i think it's going to be for the better for the most part obviously you're always going to have those people that ruin it for others right as with anything else in life but for the most part, yeah going forward will be amazing uh, yeah, we'll see. I, I'm st I'm not that optimistic. I think <laughs> like long, long term, like maybe 20, 30 years, 50 years, it yeah. can be like really amazing. I think we'll have a really tough road to get there. And, um, and governments are showing that they're willing to kind of put a spine up to it. Italy banned chat GPT temporarily. Canada is um, seriously considering suspending it a lot of other countries are also making their decisions and so yeah we'll get there we'll, we'll it'll take a time but we will make sure that it is good for us you know okay so you kind of seemed not too optimistic in that road what do you see at the as the pitfalls of technology in the next 20 30 years in your oh. Uh, ch change, change just comes really fast. I think like the pitfalls are the unintended consequences, right? Like I, I brought up this whole thing that I was reading in um, Sapiens about wheat. Wheat changed a lot of things for us. Our teeth, the reason why we need braces is because of wheat. 
The reason why we have so many health issues is because of wheat. The reason why um, our like, or we have arthritis is because of wheat. Like we have, a, there's a lot of unintended consequences and there's always going to be that. And so I can stay positive. I can, I can see the side of the future where we have unlimited time and magic and living in that world. But I also know that there's going to be some unintended consequences and we're going to um, lose something of our current that we have currently because of it. It could be, I, I'm not saying that it could be that um, it could be that we're all like a, a lot dumber and we don't think for ourselves robots revolution uh that's very <laughs> very true i think it could happen yeah um but at the same time i mean that i think that's a little bit more unlikely because there's too many movies and we'll guard against that but um yeah there's there's bound to be some unintended consequences and and uh, unintended consequences is not necessarily a bad thing to either right like unintended just means unknown and so and consequences, I mean, consequences is a negative word, but <laughs> I, I guess what I mean is unknown, like results, you know, unknown yeah. uh, changes. There's always going to be that. And so I don't know what those pitfalls could be. I think, I, I think a lot of um, humanity will try to resist change because we are a, a group of people that often wants to resist change. So that could be that could create a lot of uh, strife. I'm too optimistic of a person to uh, to think in like a pessimistic way. <laughs> that's that's totally fair. And so switching gears a little bit, though, what about the whole you know ethics and moral questions that come with these technological advances? You know, I I think recently I also saw there's a like a bot that creates drawings, so you like. You know, you describe a scene or something that's happening, and this bot will like create an art for you, um, AI art generators, I guess. So, with those, say I were to do that, would I? Do you think I should be allowed to like sell this for money and take it as my own, or give credit to AI? Or like, I guess, what's what's your opinion on that? Um, yeah, ethics is really difficult, man, and and really all ethics comes down to is emotional intelligence doing the right thing and um i think we're not taught that too much although i feel like young people today are are really good at it um that they've built that skill up and more naturally um but i think that in it'll be a hugely important thing for us uh to to learn and to to know and I would not be surprised if I'd make a, I'd make a prediction that emotional intelligence becomes a huge um, uh, stigma in in our world. Where if you don't have it, uh, you will be shamed. You'll be you'll be shamed for not having good emotional intelligence and having poor ethics. To a to a to a large stamp. Uh, to a certain degree, you already are shamed for having poor emotional intelligence. And I think our society will start putting more and more of a premium on it. People who do good are trustworthy and um, care for others are going to be the type of people we want around us when you have all these superpowers, you know? Yeah, exactly. And I think that that brings on so many other questions I have about, you know, technology and going forward. But I think, you know, those are better suited for better future podcasts because we definitely want to have you on and more on more because it's, it's, I learned so much talking to you about all this. Awesome, Bridge. But Bye. overall, I think in the next, you know, in your personal life in the next couple of years, how do you see technology improving or hurting you really? Like, I guess, it's a broad question, but how do you see it in your life, personally? In my personal life? Not um, like, you know, not career-wise, but outside of your career. Yeah, I'm not sure. I I think that 
eventually these LLMs. I'm really looking forward to um, the the products and creativity that comes out of the LLMs that are coming out. Like right now, Snapchat, Notion, they're all just kind of embedding chat GPT into their but pretty soon we're going to get start getting more nuanced stuff um, and like stuff that really integrates the power of LLMs into their products. And I think it'll like unlock a lot of really crazy stuff for us right now. Chat GPT is really good at like producing arts and, um, and things for us. And I think it'll start doing even more. I think robotics is going to be the next big thing. And attaching LLMs to robots is going to be huge. So talking to your Roomba and and all that kind of stuff. Uh, yeah, I think that you're absolutely right about that. It, especially for day-to-day use, those little things, I will. I think it will go quite a lot, long way in the next little bit. Because even you know, while I go for walks in my neighborhood, Something small I've noticed, nothing major, but something small is I, I think almost 60, 70 percent of the houses in my neighborhood have a ring camera or, you know, those smart cameras or a little less percentage, but still more than, you know, two, three years ago is those smart locks on doors. Mm-hmm. And even something small like that has been, you know, people have been using it a little bit more and trusting it a little bit more. And, you know, when it fails, it does fail and people get angry at it. People get mad like anything, right? Like, but I mean, come on, we, we still have Microsoft Word and Excel crashing in 2023. So, of yeah. course, those things are going to be failing. But I think as as long as, you know, it improves in the next little bit, I think small things, day-to-day things will be really beneficial for humankind, really. Yeah. And, and I think, like, more of those home devices are just going to start coming, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, little little machines and robots in the home. It'll it'll be cool, I think. Yeah, you know, even talking about Roomba. I, when I was in the states this summer, I saw this guy who had a Roomba for grass cutting, and I had never seen something like that before. But then it made sense because if you can have you know a vacuum for inside your house, why can't you have a lawnmower Roomba for your lawn? <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. And like so many things, right? Like you can imagine um clearing snow and bus drive cars and all that kind of stuff i think um more advanced llms are essentially a brain and so integrating those into physical um hardware is going to be really cool i think but yeah exactly so i guess Along with that personal experience, what's like what is the most interesting application of AI that you have seen or come across? Because I know you used to do a lot of hackathons back in the day, and even nowadays you're big in you know in in keeping up to date. What's I guess what's the most innovative application you've seen of AI or LLMs? Um, the most I, I don't think there's anything to be honest. I don't think anyone's done anything truly nuanced and innovative yet um and that's fine it's really hard to do it right like it's not this is not something easy um we also see that in social media like the whole reason be real blew up is because be real was the first in a very very long time to do something truly innovative with uh with it within the social media space um actually well like i guess the previous one was tiktok tiktok made creating content not cheesy and made it approachable um that's a huge innovation and be real made it like fun to post with their two-minute gimmick although their interest in be real has kind of gone down now but um it's really difficult to come up with truly creative things um and and so i I would say actually llms haven't found their moment just yet that's totally fair told um Goes against what I would think, but honestly, learning a lot from you. What What do you think, Brish? I don't know. That's like I think just because you know this whole conversation we've had that technology has advanced such at a rapid pace that I would think there'd be some big innovative features that I wasn't sure about. But 
but I think that's also the almost like a double-edged sword where it is advancing so much that so much is happening that nothing really stands out. <laughs> uh, yeah, not so quite. I think that like the advancements are all there, but like they're not. The, I guess it depends on the definition of fast and speed, right? Like for every six months for something to be truly innovative and cool that comes out that's fast brish like we're used to the normal speed would be decades for things to come out like how long like from the nuclear bomb to go uh rocket ships that went to the went to space there was years decades in between those times i think two decades and so like that's the level of speed that humanity is more accustomed to um, but now we have something really cool that comes out every six months or one year. Um, and, and I think that's what's really the speed is. And so the last really cool thing from LLMs is just the chat bot. Um, and I don't think there's anything innovative that's come out ever since then. But give it like another six months and I'm sure something really cool will come up again. Yeah, uh, absolutely. And that's the thing. It comes, it's almost like in cycles, right? Like we hear about something big and then people work on it to improve it. And then things kind of peter out. And then another big thing comes and it repeats that cycle again. You know, one of my last questions for on this topic is, I guess it's, it's hard in other areas, but I think technology would be helpful for a lot of people, especially in third world countries and, you know, developing countries. So how do we really ensure that AI is developed and deployed and that it's inclusive and, inclusive and accessible to everyone, regardless of where they live in the world or their background or, you know, their circumstances, really? Yeah, that's a really difficult one. And I think that uh, countries around the world are especially not great at, at doing this, um, each country being out for themselves and not really caring too much about about others but um but i think that's what's beautiful about the internet right like chat gpt they just put it on the online and boom it's everywhere um everyone has a phone these days a lot of people have internet governments have done a great job of getting internet to a lot of places and so um i'm not sure i'm not sure how to how to answer other than that, like to say that it's already really, really uh, accessible and out there, you know? Yeah, absolutely. I think for um, on my end, the only thing that I would add is maybe I think the one bright spot of Elon Musk, I guess he has a little bit of other things, but obviously he's been in the news for negative reasons. But one of his ideas of having internet more accessible to people throughout the world, you know, in rural areas of the um country and in third world countries like making internet more accessible so people can see all these great advances in technology i think that would help along a lot of people in a lot of ways uh yeah yeah i, I i'm sure I, and i'm sure it will eventually right yeah it takes time like with anything else right yep for sure exactly so uh, arjun any last words on ai and LLMs and final thoughts? Uh, not really. I think what I said earlier is the most important thing. Like technology happens, the world happens, adapting is the only way to go through it. And fortunately for us, adapting is easier than ever. You don't have to walk 10 miles to get to a library to read. You Everything is on the internet. Even if you can't read, you can use the internet. And so um, all this stuff is coming. And I, I really encourage you, encourage everyone, including me, to be really proactive, to, to use the technologies that are available to us. And, and uh, like, it's hard to, to get up off the couch or well, however you live your life now and, and completely radically change it. But that's the world we live in. And so um, if you're unhappy, 
time to get up and uh, change it. Make the world what you want of it. Well said, my friend. Well said. Thanks, bro. Absolutely. So thanks for you know joining us on this great podcast episode again. Always so happy to learn from you, listen to you, and you know, just honestly just chit chat with you. <laughs> yeah. Had a great time, dude. Thanks again to Arjun for tuning, you know, for turning up to talk to me on this lovely, lovely May Monday. It was you know, it's always nice to talk to Arjun because him and I, we go way, way back. He's one of my oldest and closest friends. And especially these days, it's just getting, um, you know, before my relationship with Arjun was mostly about, you know, high school stuff, technology, phones, dance and all, basketball. But now it's evolved to, we have a lot more spiritual as well as grown-up talks. And even when he comes on the podcast, it's a lot of fun because the perspective he brings is super neat and super cool and def- definitely, definitely different from mine, but overall, a lot of fun. So once again, Arjun, thanks for coming on. We're going to definitely have you on in the future, and you know we'll be tuning on into your podcast. And like you mentioned, if you want to tune into his podcast, we'll also link his podcast on the Instagram page. Let us know what you think about Arjun, his podcast, and overall, you know, just hit us up. Um, something that I'm looking forward to for the upcoming week is just enjoying time here in Ottawa with my parents and my brother. The upcoming week will mark the beginning of the Tula Festival in Ottawa. Um, May 12th is the first day, and I believe it goes until May 22nd, so there's around 10 days. And I did go last year for a day, and it was a lot of fun in Dow's Lake in Ottawa with all the tul- tulips that are blooming. You can take lots of selfies, you know, photos, and some places even have food trucks and it overall it's a it's it's good time it's really colorful i really enjoyed it and i'm slowly turning into a plant guy so definitely enjoying all that tulips blooming i love it but really uh, mostly just enjoying time with family um and then you know the week after i will be going to bath for a groom's birthday but more on that next week anyway Thanks for tuning in on this lovely May 8th podcast episode. If you have any comments, concerns, questions, or private yourself, you can always reach out to us, talk to us about, you know, chat GPT, AI, technology, or whatever you're look, talking about these days, whatever you're thinking about. If you ever want to rant, come on the podcast, rant away, we'll be happy to have you on. But other than that, we'll catch you on the next one. And Andreas will definitely be back for the next one. Hope to catch you soon. See ya.